0: Sarah means princess in Hebrew. And yes, the crown fits. (laughs) I might
1: have chosen my account name hastily, but I take my time with my deep dives.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's the voice of it all that I'm like... (laughs) So into also sidebar, shalom means hello in this context. I think I have done 900,000 taglines at this point, and I truly think I've used that one before. Like it clicked (laughs) in my brain in such a way that I was like – I think maybe I've done this or a version of it, but you guys, I hope it was special anyway, as will this special up be for your ears. Oh, sentence structure is fascinating this Friday morning. You guys, it's Andy's girls. I feel like this is already going to be very I love chaotic. it. I like this energy. This Let's so
1: go awesome. with it. <laughs> We're leaning into this. We're a little wild. We just Weirdly, saw the trailer. Man.
0: We are leading it. We just saw SLC. I did a live reaction sidebar to the SLC trailer, which is like my new favorite thing to do for Patreon. And I'm just like... I'm like high AF after watching the <laughs> SLC trailer literally four times in the events that preceded it. So I need it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 242 ish. It might be 41. It might be 43, but it is spot on regardless. I'm so excited to be joined by a guest who has been on the People's People's Patreon couch for an amazing episode. that You guys can listen to on the AG Patreon. And as soon as we recorded, maybe during recording, I was like, yeah, she needs to come to AG like post hey so i'm so excited to deep dive with this person and we're just gonna fucking balls to the wall like asap right Mm -hmm. now um please welcome bravo bravo ducking bravo to ag classic i'm so excited to
1: be here i'm great it's friday we got the salt lake city trailer another epic episode of beverly hills to talk about there's you know no shortage of things to discuss
0: Can I just say, just speaking of Beverly Hills, that the after show... The bet. Listen, the after show is always good, mm-hmm. regardless. But the specific Beverly Hills after show right now is like, in the words of my Hebrew brethren, it's like the erev reunion because these women are tackling really sensitive topics, and they're genuinely talking about how their feelings have changed, the ways they've mm. communicated have changed from, uh, you know, everything that's happening with Erica right now to, um. Very importantly, the conversation about race—just to hear Sutton's perspective and how that's changed—and Kathy Hilton's—I just, I just can't encourage you guys. And if they're two parters, it's like the second or third after show, and they're all two parters, so they're fucking twenty to twenty-five minutes long in total of. Edited content. I just, it, like, it, I could cry. They're so good. Okay. I cannot encourage people to watch them enough, and they're on YouTube. Like, I cannot encourage people to watch them. Are you watching okay, them? Okay,
1: that's my confession. I have not watched any of the after shows because I'm so riled after the episode. I have to just, like, calm down before bed. You know what I mean?
0: Um, I do know what you mean. I vehemently, though, disagree with it because <laughs> I think it is important... You know, you have chosen this life as a content You're right. creator. You're right. I owe You're yeah. phenomenal. And talk about a deep dive. Someone who knows herself a deep dive, but is not deep diving into the after show? Like, what? I need
1: to. All right. I'll go and I'll Speak catch up. that
0: into existence. I mean, let's talk about it. I'll go and I'll you catch know. up. I will. I'll do you it. you got to you gotta, you gotta do. And it's Beverly. Hills. It's listen for other seasons. God forbid there was a New York after show. I would burn it to the ground. <laughs> I would be like, why are you punishing us? Is it not bad enough, enough. that we are watching? I mean, talk about it, that we are watching mm-hmm. this fucking shit show. I don't need more of this. Yeah. I in fact need quite a, a lot less, mm-hmm. uh, but with Beverly Hills, pitter patter, but we're going to talk about it. Can we first though, talk, With the chaotic energy that I'm bringing to this extra special, (laughs) extra chaotic, extra fucking messy episode, we need to talk about the SLC trailer. Can we first talk about the lead up to the SLC uh, SLC trailer not happening, then happening, then people.com gets the exclusive and fucking bungles Mm -hmm. the landing. The video doesn't work. And then we get it. What was your process? How are you feeling mentally? What has your journey been so far today?
1: Okay. So when something like that happens, it's going to come out and then it doesn't. I emotionally detach because I refuse Mm. to give them power over me. Mm. Although in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, I know what you're doing. Like you're just trying to make me sweat. And I get that. And I refuse Mm -hmm. to play into this. I'm just going to sweat a little bit, but I'm not going to think about this every day. When it drops, it drops. And that's just the end of it. So I expected nothing. And so it came out of nowhere for me. (laughs) And then it was literally like somebody shaking me as hard as they could and screaming in my face the whole time I was watching it. That was the, my heart racing, just all of it. It was so good. And I expected again, nothing. I thought, what are they really going to give us? What are they going to give us out of this trailer? They gave us everything, everything in that trailer, Mary, Jen, all of it.
0: I love that you started from a place of no. I did. I'm very into that a little reverse Bethany Frankel moment and look how look how terribly yes has worked out for her (laughs) and so many issues so So many many. pieces of her life maybe we should come from a place of no it's my
1: preference I'm like you know what let me just die inside a little bit and then everything will be up from there and that's kind of how I go into these things with Bravo sometimes
0: Honestly, I love that. I actually do come from a place of no in many instances of my life where <laughs> someone will ask me to do something, and my gut instinct is like, I absolutely won't do that. <laughs> I don't want to do it. It might be good for you, but it's actually effort for That's me, right? and that is that is my process in life. And sometimes when you don't listen to that instinct, guys, except for anybody listening who I might ask to uh, guest on an episode of Andy's Girls, <laughs> and then you're contractually obligated because I've slid into your DMs in that instance, always say yes but regardless so you're watching the trailer what are we thinking what are the things that you know it just came out we're recording this very soon after Mm -hmm. what's your what is your instinctive process noting you had very low expectations and they were seemingly exceeded what are what are your thoughts
1: okay so the biggest surprise for me was Lisa Mm -hmm. coming for Mary and her quote-unquote cult I did not expect that. I did not see that coming. I thought we were going to play this game where we're ignoring this again. Um, and then having the lunch, she was having lunch with what I assume is a former parishioner.
0: Yes. Who was My that? God.
1: I don't know, but listen, they abound. They're online. They abound and they're eager to talk about it. Her uncle is online talking about it. like she, Mary. That's a thing when you don't care about your cousin who's cleaning the house. What do you Mm -hmm. care about the people who are not cleaning the house but are also close to you? Bad choices have been made, you know? This is what she has sewed.
0: I mean, Mm -hmm. blessed be the Barlow. Who would have thunk it? Yes, yes. Do you think that she really takes a step back from Jen or was that an edit?
1: Um, Okay. So I've heard a couple of things. I don't know if any of these things are true, but I'm sure you also heard that, like, apparently, allegedly, Lisa is, like, a producer of the show and she, like, helped to cast people. So... From that standpoint, it would not behoove her to like ice someone out, a cast member, because that never works, you know, when you stop Mm. filming with someone. Like from a Bravo perspective, a soulless Bravo perspective, Jen is good TV this season, right? Mm -hmm. If you strip all Mm -hmm. ethics and morals and whatever out of it. So Mm. we'll see what she does. I think they're all going to end up filming with her. I was beyond, I was aghast is the word at the scene where Jen is accusing Meredith of having something to do with her downfall. I could not imagine like how tickled the Southern District of New York was watching that. Like, Mm. oh no, it wasn't our nine year investigation. It was the lady who sells handbags and purses. She's the one who like, (laughs) how insulting is that? Like Meredith had nothing to do with that. It's so ridiculous on every front.
0: And Jen, like this is my favorite part of Jen Shaw is that Jen knows she's lying. Mm -hmm. Jen knows that when she's talking about whatever she's talking about, that she knows she can camouflage her poor behavior with emotion alone. If Jen is upset Mm -hmm. enough, then what she is saying has merit. And with the case of Meredith Marks, it has to me absolutely none. And it is a, Jen is moving this stuff in such a way that she thinks that, Her frustration and upset uh, disavows the actual illegal behavior that has her in the federal government Mm -hmm. spotlight. And she really does believe that she's if she is upset enough at her friend or whomever maybe telling the government about this allegedly very valid criminal behavior that that disavows her from the behavior itself from the criminal activity because she is the victim. Mm -hmm. She is the victim of her own illegal criminal Mm -hmm. acts. And she is going to bring down whomever she's pissed at the most at that point. The fact that she is targeting Meredith because she's pissed about Brooks and is bringing Meredith into this dynamic to somehow blame her yeah. is actually insane it makes her such a good housewife it does and oh my god
1: and everything you said which is essentially to me like just emotional manipulation oh. is so Erica Jane too we'll get to that later
0: Oh but God. they are no, let's so it. similar. Let's, do it. let's mingle. Let's mingle. I'm like, <laughs> I'm you. you know I died let's for jump you. around. You know, let's jump around, baby. Okay. We're going to jump, jump, jump around. <laughs> this is chaotic, chaotic. Okay, okay. Chaotic Friday so, Friday. listen,
1: I have notes here. Tell me I have everything. notes. Okay. Oh my Let God, me get to my Beverly Hills notes. Okay, okay. So, what has really struck me the past two episodes has been I mean, with the whole crying jag, which I like to call it the off Broadway breakdown that we've been witnessing. <laughs> off, off. And oh my God. it worked so effectively. You know, on Crystal, like Crystal is sobbing because she's a good, nice person. So it's working on her. And even Sutton looked misty-eyed, like when it was all going down and she's like sobbing quietly in the chair. Garcelle was misty-eyed because she's been gaslit and she's feeling guilty now. Not a tear from the Fox Force Five. Not a misty eye, nothing. So it's so interesting to me to watch her do this and see it work on the people it's supposed to work on and the other people who are in the know, I
0: think um, it's not working on. Counter to that, or not even a counter, maybe a spiritual asterisk, (laughs) I think the connection is not based on the merit of the investigation which as we know and watch unfold they just don't simply know it has not been talked about in the ways that it was until you know like the LA times comes out so it, it is hard to it is hard to ignore a feature in depth investigation that was done in the ways that it was Because when you see print journalism, Mm -hmm. you can can disregard a radar online, you can disregard a page six, but the actual ethics of journalism mean that these things have to be investigated in such a way that they it is actual investigative journalism and then it's written about in such a way you know the la times is is great and so the narrative and the the quality of the story that's being told it's it's difficult to ignore and disavow so i think it's that kind of um denial and the performative Aspects of it that will be interesting to see. I would think specific to Rinna when it's like, okay, well now I can't really, I have to kind of figure out how to shape my friendship with Erica mm-hmm. in such a way, because that seems to be Rena's performance this season. But just walking back to what you're saying, the vulnerability of it, I think is what is connecting most with Crystal and Sutton and Garcelle, who, as you have said, have the least experience yes. of, friendship with Erica so the kind of friend or the not even friend the kind of person that they are speaking to is very different from the person that the Fox Force 5 have dealt with and yet the people that Erica is most upset about are the people who are most connective and most empathetic just in the ways that they're showing their feelings Mm -hmm with Erica and connection goes both ways. Connection goes with the I may show you through my, you know, I can connect with someone more than someone who's crying. You know, like it that that to me isn't the scale. However, there is an interesting point in the idea that the women that Erica is most upset at I, we haven't seen any instances of it with Crystal, but with Sutton and Garcelle are the ones who are seemingly most purely connecting with her pain in this, even though Erica then loses her mind on Garcelle for reasons I don't understand. Nah, no one does. And with Sutton because of things that Sutton is saying to these other women that they're going to use against her and weaponize to Erica Jane, as she will weaponize herself. Mm-hmm. It is, that's a really interesting point. It is very interesting. Yeah. Honestly. And then the
1: fact that any, and Garcelle noticed it and it was painful to see Garcelle realizing, like going from a place of when she sat down to me watching her and I do not feel Garcelle is fake at all. But if we fast oh forward, we jump through time Dorit was being interviewed. This was maybe a month ago. And they asked her who the fakest person on the cast was. And she said Garcelle.
0: So, I think they said the most inauthentic. inauthentic right? Thank you.
1: Yes. Inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And she said Garcelle. And that really struck me as so odd because I find her to be like the least inauthentic. Right. So that's interesting. And, you know, anyway, so. And
0: Rinna has said some similar stuff, too and I don't know if they're pissed because Garcelle is getting so much support from the Bravo Probably. community or because Garcelle does speak from her. Garcelle is a, a to me, a guttural instinct kind mm-hmm. of friend. She is not going to accept the idea that friends don't ask questions of other friends. Absolutely. And if she has a question, she's going to ask it. It's one of the best qualities that's maybe triggering to Rinna because Rinna has decided not to be that person or Rinna only asks questions when she's trying to fuck with someone yeah. she's not great at thinking Rinna looks at Garcelle and she's like you're only asking a question to fuck with Erica yes, because that's, that's Rinna she doesn't instinct. have that
1: connection that that honest yeah. real place of curiosity mm-hmm. and concern that's not where her questions come from
0: yeah, yeah it's a mirror of performativity mm-hmm. which is a new phrase that I just created I like in it. my head just now look how that works out <laughs> where Rinna is thinking Uh, The only reasons that I have asked friends uh, questions, Denise, uh, Dorit, whomever else Mm -hmm. is when I am fucking with stirring the pot. I am stirring the pot. So you must be doing the same because that's the only way that I look at this. And, and it it gives a window into the kind of broken soul that is Lisa Rinna as displayed on Beverly Hills. I'm sure she's a wonderful person, IRL, but that's not really the conversation that we're having. No. And and she really tripled down on that on Watch What Happens when She did she sort of she laughed off the idea of like, Why aren't you asking Erica Jane questions that you would ask of Denise? And she made it into a performative thing as if her journey on Beverly Hills is only and ever a performance. And she said, Well, I can't be the one to always fuck with people. It's somebody else's turn. Yeah. And it's like this, what we're talking about is a very different dynamic and actually a very public experience what Erica Jane is going through mm-hmm. and with Tom then asking questions of a person's private life regarding their sexual... Sexuality yeah. or two consenting or adults and no laws were broken. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, and hopefully two consenting adults. Yeah. I mean, there were there was a gray area that Brandy at one point discussed that no one ever talked about again. So there, there is an, a very mm-hmm. odd split in Rinna's head, not only about how she views herself on the show, but also how she views the idea of simply asking questions about a very public uh a a very public crisis that's happening that involves accountability for crimes Mm -hmm. the fact that she's weaponized the idea of wanting to know information for someone that you're filming with that you're supposed to be in a quote-unquote circle with that you're supposed to be a friend that doing those things somehow make you bad and staying silent makes you good and staying silent is also a choice but only when I do it
1: yeah and I think it's so ironic too that you know what got Erica into this trouble she says that she didn't ask enough questions like she did and he shut her down I'm like so Mm. what are you doing to people like they're trying to ask you questions you're shutting them down and making them feel bad about it you know and I mean to me yes the LA Times article came out and that is the first for them official big Mm -hmm. clue but I mean, you know how we operate, right? If something hits the news and it becomes public, I'm not going to wait for an LA Times article. Like a lot of us immediately went and read the case file. Any of them could have done that as well. Like what was the filing? What's the real accusation? Like what are lawyers bringing to a judge for determination? And so because many of us had already read the case file, it was... I would say amusing and annoying, you know, to see uh, Lisa's face and Kyle's face like, what? What's the other, like, it's been out. It's been out. You just didn't read it. You didn't care about it. But now the LA Times has written an article about it.
0: Or you trusted your friend or you have your own shit. Like Darit saying she doesn't believe anything is as much about whatever, you know, financial Michigas PK is in as it is about protecting her friend. You know, there there can be a vested opportunity in saying the stuff that is heard online is also is is often fake because that's the stuff that's what I want you to believe about mm, what has been said about my own husband and his alleged financial infidelities like there there can be a vested opportunity for each of these women to say and not say certain things and how that has reflected upon their personal public or private lives what has been so interesting to me is to understand Sutton in a different way and Kyle in a different way Because it does not feel to me like Kyle is shirking the reality of this in her confessionals and on the after show. She is seemingly interested in having this conversation. She just communicates it differently than Sutton. But both of them, I think, are really kind of interested in talking about this. Do you? And I could understand people disagreeing with me. What are your thoughts? You know,
1: I, you know, the episode where Erica did the whole like finger map on the place, Matt, the cliff, all of that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I felt like Kyle was very fake there, and it was almost like they had rehearsed mm-hmm. things. So for Garcelle to be accused of asking too many questions when we literally saw Kyle just ask question after question after question. Was it the edit? We don't know. We didn't really see questions from a lot of other people. It was Kyle and Erica was comfortable with them and she answered them. So why wouldn't Garcelle be comfortable asking a question? And all of a sudden Rina shuts it down and says, it's not our place to ask questions, right? That was really weird for me. And then Kyle having this moment, it was very like Lifetime TV where she's like, oh, oh, the accident. (gasps) And then she puts her hand to her head and she's like, I just put that together. And to me, I was just like, what am I? Is this a, a high school play? It just felt very um, orchestrated. And
0: I get we'll that. See. I can get that, too. I mean, it, it, I don't understand how revealing to the women that your husband drove off of a cliff and maybe has a traumatic brain injury that may or may not have something to do with his alleged crimes and also was stopping whomever. Mm-hmm is more revealing than what garcelle had been told by erica the weekend of a filmed event that tom calls her okay every day so to me
1: everything she said in that we'll call it the cliff diving episode everything she said Mm -hmm. there paints tom as callous damaged cruel uh, you know, a womanizer, and her suffering in silence, and dealing with all of his trauma and issues, and you know, physical mm-hmm. stuff. In the episode where she talks about off off camera, I guess, and the mic was still hot. Who knows um, mm-hmm. that he calls her every day and asks her to come home, and where is she? And I love you. That is the complete opposite of that picture. That is a man who loves her apparently still wants to know where she is, is concerned about her when everything up until then had been, you're on your own, kid. He doesn't care about me. La-da-da-da. Well, that goes against that. So that's why personally to me, I think that she would be upset that that's getting air time, you know? And then Rinna dropped in her stories and was like, I wish everybody could have seen the fight that Erica had with production last night. That would have been mm-hmm. something. Why did she fight with production over that? Why didn't she want that aired? So it gives more credence to that being authentic for me, that he does call her every day, that he is, you know, wanting to know where she is. I mean, she left him at work and she dipped, right? That was her whole story. So I think she was most angry about that coming out and being a part of the official storyline because it doesn't fit with the picture of Tom as the monster. Who doesn't care about her?
0: If I was a friend in that moment, when Garcelle says that thing, and Garcelle says, well, he calls her every day. And the only people who don't know this, excepting Sutton, are the people that Erica considers and has said her closest friends. And they are watching Erica lose their mind at Garcelle for telling Garcelle something they didn't know mm. and then weaponizing the reveal against these women who have been called and call themselves the closest friends to Erica. I I don't understand that. I I genuinely I I can understand if you feel closer to women at a certain to the women on the the hike to to Crystal and Garcelle. You feel like you want to reveal something in that moment, but we're pretending in this world that Erica is only upset at Garcelle and not also upset at production for bringing this up. It is that split, but the continued participation in that is so fractured because it's like, which reality are we supposed to exist in? Because if you are not allowing us to remove the fourth wall, we are supposed to pretend that this makes sense Mm -hmm. and it doesn't make sense regardless, but it like, especially does not make sense in this context.
1: Yeah. It's very odd, you know, and then they all coddle her and she runs out and she's crying. We're just literally it's airtime. We're just like wasting, what was it like three minutes maybe of just her crying Mm -hmm. and Lisa just sitting next to her and we're all just watching her cry and watching Garcelle feel terrible I'm like, wow, if we're seeing three minutes of it, it probably went on for a really long time. And then she like gets up and leaves and the next day the LA Times article drops. And, you know, again, it's like, what did she do there? What did she accomplish? She accomplished in don't talk to me about my stuff unless it's, you know, be, you have to be very careful about that was the takeaway. And like, maybe just don't bring things up. And then she leaves in in this place of like, feel bad for Erica. And the article drops and it's just it, it felt very calculated to me i can't say that enough like I, I i don't think a lot of what we're seeing you know and rightly so if she's smart like she's told us for the last x amount of years that she's so smart and whatever then this fits with that that the, a lot of this is planned out and how she wants to come across and what she wants to have happen in a certain order
0: and it also shows the importance of Sutton and asking basic Bless. questions Bless that are Sutton. going to be used against her. She even says, I forget if it was on the episode or the after show that she like called her ex husband mm-hmm. to be like walk me through this, which shows the relationship she has with her ex husband and also the fact that like she she genuinely understands it. to Sutton it's not a question of am I potentially going to be deposed, which it could be but who knows I think to son it, it actually matters to her and and this isn't men and as a critique but like what people think of her mm-hmm. the people that she surrounds herself with being on a filmed reality show with someone who may have been aware of of really terrible crimes being committed against burn victims yeah. orphans people who I think developed cancer as a result of yeah. hormonal i was a little confused that's the, the piece that i, I mean there are so many the cases most, but, there are so many cases Right yeah and she doesn't want to associate herself with or work with someone who may have an alleged role in that that's not a wild thing to say we're wondering as viewers what our level of spiritual complicity mm-hmm. may have been or just not understanding the price of that Cartier ring. Yeah. It is a natural coping mechanism to want to explore what truth means in any context, and to know that's going to be weaponized against her strategically or otherwise mm-hmm. is wild. Like it's it is interesting to me that the person that uh, um, that Rina is really gunning for. Is Garcelle? Yeah. It shows how little Rinna actually believes about supporting her friend. And while I know that she is surely going to use Sutton's shit against her and feed it to Erica and st- and shut the oh, fuck for sure. up, and I could be wrong. It is interesting that she is putting on the robe and the costume of support in order to punish Garcelle for actually being. A real friend to Denise. Yeah,
1: true, true. And seeing through her BS, right? Nobody likes that. When somebody's trying to pull a fast one. And I mean, even watching that all play out, you could tell in a few moments, I thought anyway, that Lisa was knowing that she was going too far with Denise and did it anyway.
0: Oh, she relished in it. Yeah. She loved it. And
1: so Garcelle is witness to that. Everybody else is fine with it. But Garcelle is that one lone person on the cast who remembers how bad that was and is not over it and was not okay with it. And that's an icky feeling. And so what's a great way to deal with that is just to hate that person and try to come for them, right? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to watch. I have faith that Garcelle will dust herself off after that and be stronger for it because, I mean, the sad part for me was that she really was feeling bad for Erica. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh yeah. And what did
1: she get for that? Right. And she got the worst fate ever for that. And then she's outside and she realizes how divided the group is. And we're like, yes, thank you. You're seeing it. And we're just, it's a sad thing, but I'm also really excited for Garcelle going forward to realize Mm -hmm. she's really taken the rose colored glasses off and is like, okay, I hope she sees like, all right, this is, these are the rules of the game. Then let's, let's F and play, you know? And I think uh, Sutton is already there and I'm excited for her. I hope that she, I hope that she can thicken up her skin a little bit because we've seen with Sutton, she's got some, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she doesn't handle stress and confrontation well, which is an understatement. Mm -hmm. So maybe this experience with her going up head to head, it seems against Erica Jane, who I think is all just complete smoke and mirrors and is quite, you know, fragile. Um, will help her to to be a little bit stronger when it comes to confrontation because erica's thing just like jen shaw is to react so wildly that it almost stuns you you know it's like throwing dynamite in a pond so we'll see
0: i also think it is obvious to me that and i could be wrong in that but it's just instinctively obvious that erica's in a lot of pain right now Mm -hmm. and i I have the ability to feel empathy for her and to to say, like, maybe there were questions about the power dynamic in that relationship and the sacrifices that she made. She may have well been blindsided from this, but it does not absolve her from asking what happened to $20 million. It does not absolve her from saying, are there ways in which your reactions to this victimize you to such an extent as to absolve you of the idea of profiting from crimes which is different from knowing yeah it's possible she knew it's also possible she didn't but regardless that 20 million dollars is not clean You know, like and it's that extra level that I think is a conversation that Garcelle may not want to have or may want to have only in confessionals. It's a conversation, though, that I think Sutton is incredibly capable of having that the other women women will do their very best to avoid for as long as humanly possible. And it's that tension that is like unbelievably sublime to play out
1: yeah and i would say social media definitely also plays a part in my feelings about what's happening and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. my feelings about you know all of it because even though you know kyle and lisa might be like oh my god oh an orphan's injury it's like it sounds so bad with the orphan. you got over it and i know you got over it because you're on a boat screaming the lyrics to it's expensive to be me you know a month ago so you're fine and you had your little pinky fox force 5 you know, mm-hmm. photo on social media where you guys are all backing each other. Um, so it's hard to watch it and have an authentic experience, to be honest, having already seen months and months and months day. later, right. yes, that none of this matters and they're all back in that camp, no matter what other stories come out. Cause that's the tip of the iceberg, that first LA Times story. LA Times has done so many. And then you've got Law 360. Mm-hmm. There's no shortage. And, and then the case files, which I don't think any of them probably will ever or have read besides like probably Sutton. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that's difficult, right? Because like even last night, I think it was Garcelle and Sutton are like making fried chicken together and they're laughing and having a good time. So you can see that like these two, you know, our friends have an authentic connection and then there's the others. So it continues to be that way. I'm sure through this season that the lines have been drawn between people who really want to know what's happening, what does all of this mean? And people who are like, just smile and just go to dinner and just say you feel bad for her. Which honestly, Sarah, like I I completely get it. Like I am so sure that that was not a super happy marriage, but she stayed in that marriage, right? And I'm not- She
0: made the choice to stay. It he benefited her. Choice.
1: It benefited her. Yeah, of and of course it did. You know, if he's like reading back through anytime he was rude to someone- Um, you know, in his case filings, in legal documents, he was mean. Mean is the word. And he was like that for a long time, decades. So I don't doubt that he was, you know, mean with her. And, you know, she therefore is, she's mean with other people. And was she always that way? I don't know. And, you know, past interviews from maybe like five years ago, they're like, what makes your marriage with Tom work? And she's like, we're very similar and blah, blah, blah. So I think they both had a cold side to them where they were like, this arrangement works for us. I get what I need, you get what you need. And yeah, that doesn't, that's not working anymore. And so they parted ways, but I think she does, she did have an awareness that things weren't right because before Chicago, Public cases were filed in California by victims. They were either just, you know, he overcame them, he let the clock run out, he buried them in paperwork, whatever it was, but this isn't a new thing. It's because it was in Chicago, he couldn't control it, and the orphans and widows, like, caught on with the news. So forgive me, but I don't think this was something that was, you know, she was completely ignorant about.
0: No forgiveness needed. I think it's a sentiment that many, many people feel um, and a frustration that a lot of people feel. And I also, I think two things. One, there's a moment on the after show that I thought was illuminating where Kyle is like, oh, BT dubs, when I said that thing about hearing that Tom cheated, I actually, and I'm probably going to fuck this (laughs) up, so I apologize. (laughs) But I've only seen the after show once instead of my usual four. That she's like, um, I actually heard that from Erica. So when I was like I oh. heard it from other people, I meant that I heard it from Erica, which huh? Erica immediately connected when when she's like, Oh, you see, you heard it too. Uh-huh. She was like, yeah. She felt and it does to me color a little bit of what I did feel was a very performative art of distraction uh, post on Instagram when Erica's putting up those Nokia pictures oh my from 37 God. years ago. Yeah. Of like some judge he was stooping, as if that has anything to do with anything Nothing. except for trying to say that this divorce was real to To think in our heads that okay, that information, the you know the the word on the street stuff that Kyle was hearing was maybe not necessarily someone saying that he was stooping, but somebody something else. There was someone else on the after show that had heard, I think, something similar. And again, regardless of whether Kyle heard it, and regardless of whether he was cheating, it is sort of neither here nor there because to me. The idea that Erica is looking in his phone to see evidence of him cheating is surprising to me, not because I think he was faithful, but because I think faithfulness was not a requirement of their marriage. So let's like, why are we pretending Mm -hmm. this was a a deal breaker? Because I think the deal was more (sighs) about the lifestyle than faithfulness that he wasn't stepping out yeah like otherwise the idea that he didn't come home for 12 hours because he was stripping somebody else doesn't that sort of show you that she didn't really care if he was having an affair so why the day after the LA Times or soon after whenever it happened is the posting the Nokia mm-hmm. stuff why is that a shock to her because it didn't seem that surprising that he might be seeing someone else why else would you know like what, yeah. what are we supposed to it feels very inconsistent to me and
1: and second you know to second that i would say tracy morrissey i believe proved that those friend of the pod yeah, she's yep, lovely yep. very funny she proved that those came from 2011 those those screenshots and images because it said like a day of the week and what and it was like the last time mm-hmm. a wednesday fell on april whatever was 2011 <laughs> so at like 2011 so we're talking about a decade ago and so that right there tells you that was not a deal breaker. They somehow pushed on. <laughs> that was halfway during their marriage. They did not part ways. That was not a deal breaker. She still went on and made music and did whatever she wanted to do and hired Mikey and da 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 da. So come on, I'm dead behind the eyes. I have doll's eyes to that. It means nothing to me to see those Nokia texts like, okay all right and you didn't leave so what
0: I mean I don't know I'm not I haven't been married I haven't been in a relationship like that this is me just speaking extemporaneously but like I don't know that I would have that as a deal breaker people fuck up like they make mistakes I don't know it it really just depends on but that's a whole other conversation it just depends on what is most important Mm -hmm. to you in a relationship and it's it just feels like faithfulness was not the most important thing to her before she's giving us literal evidence of that. Yeah. Their least favorite word right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure by her response is just and that's okay like and that's okay and that's okay it it doesn't it doesn't it it truly (laughs) like it's one of the things that's like the most zero fucks to me like I I I don't care and I mean that as the greatest compliment because every relationship is different it it every person that I've been in a relationship with the 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 terms of that relationship or whatever you know those two and a half dates have been different (laughs) It's like, it it doesn't, you know what I'm saying though? It doesn't really matter as much as something that matters a lot. An ad that I'm about to (laughs) do (laughs) it. Do it. Let's do it. Make your (laughs) money. Right, you guys, this very chaotic and very fabulous, shall I also say, episode has been brought to you by the brand new and also fabulous podcast, Jeff Lewis Has Issues. You may know Jeff Lewis from the hit Bravo series Flipping Out or his serious XM radio show, Jeff Lewis Live. And now Jeff is bringing you a brand new podcast we think you'll love called Jeff Lewis Has Issues. Sidebar, has Jeff jeff watches bravo shows i wonder if he's commented on mm-hmm. all things erica jane do you know if he has
1: i don't think i have not seen it, but i mean he has his radio show so i bet he would say it there
0: right yeah i am desperado because jeff has relationships with different housewives i don't know who he's friends with on beverly hills i could see maybe him and rent don't say that no, but I and I mean that in a positive like I I could see maybe him and rent because of the game and the biz uh-huh. and knowing Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I would, but he would keep it a thousand percent real. I, I would so. love to know. Jeff Lewis, line into my DMs Jeff as I Lewis, continue this uh uh exciting uh good word about your show because I would I wanna know if Jeff Lewis has issues With what Erica Jane is saying this season on Beverly Hills. But continuing on, whether it's drama with family and friends to parenting or relationships, there's no denying Jeff Lewis has issues. Jeff is joined each week by friends, experts, and celebs from Tamra Judge and Jackie Schimmel to Judge Lauren Lake, Patty Stanger, and others as they take a no-holds-barred deep dive into every detail of Jeff's life. Come for the laughs and leave feeling so much better about your own life. Check out Jeff Lewis's issues. You can subscribe now on Stitcher, Pandora, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And you know, I want to circle back to the idea of um, you know, not just like fidelity, but the ways that this story, the Erica Jane of it all, has been ever changing and ever evolving and, and trying to figure out the roles and responses that each woman has kind of experienced or displayed how do you unpack Dorit is oh. Dorit present for class is she no not interested in listening is she uh, what's happening here so I mean
1: I think with Dorit as with so many other people like she's got her own drama remember this a couple of years ago when like somebody chased her around a pool they were <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah and uh, they didn't air that and we didn't talk about it. And the women, Mm -hmm. I think it was Camille asked her questions about like, well, your husband bankrupt and whatever. She didn't even get into like taxes and other things. Um, Mm -hmm. And what do we get for that? We get like, that's all stuff and I can't talk about it. So of course, of course, Dorita's going to be in the camp of like, let's just back Erica and not ask any questions. And she may not have known anything about it. And yet what I find so interesting is that Every single time we're yet, we've been talking about legal issues with Erica, Dorit chimes in and like wants to be the person mm. explaining it. And so what I see there is like interest and competence, right? So she's two things. She's interested and she seems to be competent about the things that are going on. So it's not that they don't know that stuff's happening. It's just that to me, Beverly Hills is like the fakest of all the franchises. Like Potomac, that would never happen. We'd know all about it. We'd know the dollar amount. We'd know everything. Like, Mm -hmm. look at what happened with Karen. Look what happened with, you know, Robin. We, We joke on them. It's an open thing. We feel like it's not some weird thing we can't talk about. And that endears them to us. And then it becomes part of their story. In Beverly Hills, it's like this taboo thing that we don't talk about.
0: Well, I mean, I think in Potomac it has gotten, you know, the idea of it is different in the sense that it's most spoken of when Giselle is trying to uh, weaponize it as a joke of like, I just want Ray to pay his bills. It is lobbed in such a way it's just weaponized differently because the women on Potomac are less interested in the um, veneer of facade than the women on Beverly Hills who thrive in it. It's why, you know, there is the idea of a joke of like a huge argument or battle on Beverly Hills can sound like a whisper. It's a very different kind of environment and a very different understanding of what does reality matter? Mm-hmm. Does real life actually matter on Beverly? What what is the core value of living in the bubble of Beverly Hills? Is it what does friendship look like? What what is the valuation of friendship that um, uh, Lisa Rinna is trying to prove to us? Is real, is important. You know, like to Lisa Rinna's explanation of friendship on Beverly Hills, one must stay silent Mm -hmm. at all costs, according to this season, because she's invested more in Erica Jane. She's more powerful when she's a good ally of erica jane she genuinely cares more about erica jane she does not want to let go to the idea of erica jane that has existed since the day that they met Mm, Of like the money doesn't matter even though it's why you were cast and kind of like everything here it's it's (sighs) the idea that like but i really the core person is good but we don't know who the we've never known we've
1: never met her i don't think yeah
0: And yet being a good friend is shutting the fuck up. And I I just don't understand. Lisa Rinna has always released maybe it's a power thing that because she wasn't the one who was able to reveal this or she actually cares about this person she's not going to talk about it because the coke in the bathroom was a shock to everyone it It had not been a point of discussion the the denise stuff of denise and brandy was a not a obviously not a point of discussion it was introduced as a shock this stuff started with news blogs uh the courts it did not start in lisa rinna's head regardless of whether or not that was like based in real truth you know and i wonder how much of that factors it it might not at all but it's just so interesting that she says we can't ask questions about this thing this thing that literally millions of people are talking about That's but shocking. we can't yeah. ask questions about you snorting coke so at dumb. a dinner party which no one would have ever thought of yeah. not the viewers not cast members it's true. And the Denise stuff, which is obviously not a point of discussion unless you repeatedly introduce it on camera. And Munchausen's.
1: Let's not forget Munchausen's.
0: Oh, my God. And Munchausen's. Absolutely. (laughs) I totally forgot about Munchausen's. Absolutely, Munchausen's. Like, yeah, the Yolanda of it all. Oh, poor Yolanda. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Uh, But... With Rinna, it's so, you know, people hate Rinna and and I get it. I totally get it. She's such a good housewife to me because she's a great villain. And it's the trying to understand the ways that she's a villain while other people anoint her. Yes, queen. Mm. That is so interesting to me because you're only willing to embrace The performance when it works to the benefit of standing her—it's when you start to understand the ways that the performance that she relishes in weaponizing it, when it comes to being "quote unquote" good—that's so much more interesting to me to unpack.
1: Yeah, and then also, you know, Kim Richards. Kim Richards. She was very. Uh, no joke with Kim Richards too and mm-hmm. and yet Erica gets all the grace any grace that anybody ever missed for the past x amount of years Erica gets it all and it that's why it seems inauthentic too it's like okay villains gonna vil Rena gonna rin, but it's not coming <laughs> like it's a it's a you turn on the faucet and nothing's coming out and it's like well then what are you Rena like what's your purpose here what you're gonna go for Garcelle and I think that's what makes it frustrating too it's like this this one trick pony that does the same thing every single season is just kind of sitting in the corner. It's really weird.
0: And she's weaponized it. She's weaponized the question of understanding the ways that she has weaponized herself yeah. and is like, but I can't be the one to do this all the I time. I can't carry the
1: show myself. Since when? Since when? <laughs> you love it. This is your role. Yeah.
0: Is there an argument that one can make genuine question thinking out loud, my favorite thing to do mm. on a stream of consciousness pod. Is there an argument that one can make that asking questions of Erica should not be allowed?
1: No. Okay. Was that too fast?
0: And, should I no, give I a it. Beat? D- give me, give me a little bit more expand on that a little bit.
1: Well, then what the hell is the point of the show and why did she come back? You know, what What are you going to do? You You can't dance around anymore. Like, what's your, what's your storyline? She came back for this storyline, even before the season aired, um, ratings were in or something. And it was right after the the scandal happened. It was like Beverly Hills had really good ratings last year. And she like tweeted out or something on Instagram was like, not as good as next year is going to be. And it's like, mm. well, you know, you're part of it. You're playing this game. You know, that people are going to want to know about this and you're staying on the show to, to tell us this. So, you know, freaking tell us this. It's like, well, then what are we doing here? So I think she's comfortable with doing it in the way she wants to do it. And I think she worked that out with the people she's you know, closest to, but she's not comfortable doing it um, outside of the way that she wants to, to present things. And that's okay, but it's not gonna go that way. Like I mean, Sutton's not on the group text. You know what I'm saying? Like Sutton's gonna, she's gonna do whatever she wants. She's she's money wise. She's scandal savvy. That level of wealth and income that she comes from, I'm sure she's seen scandals like this before, and she's a curious person. She's smart, and of course, she's gonna have concerns and and ask things. And I'm excited to see it.
0: I do believe that never has the Bravo audience in for such criminal yada yada been best represented as it is right now with Sutton. And I I just wonder with Erica, you know, the Sutton stuff you can look at differently because Sutton is directly saying there's a question mark here on Erica's role or a question mark here on the gray that, that we deserve to have explored. I, I do not want to participate in in a mirage of this kind. I do not want to participate when there are LA times features and a lot of information that I am not willing to ignore. And I'm not willing to ignore it on a show on camera. When I'm seeing this woman at dinner parties, maybe wearing the Cartier ring definitely having on glam. I don't want to participate in an environment where I don't know if the money being spent to maintain whatever is good. And she has every right to say it. Garcelle is not going a 10th that far. Garcelle is saying, I am trying to help you. I am trying to help you be empathetic. I am trying to Uh, Have us all gather around. This is before the LA Times ops, but to say you know you shared something that you know is is touching. It's interesting. I don't want you to come across as an evil caricature, so I want to help, and that has been Mm weaponized. The information that she shared to me was not, aside from the legal question, it was nowhere near as gossip laden or shocking and it also wasn't secondhand information. No. It was direct from the source.
1: And what makes it worse to me is that she mentioned it, you know, in a coming from a really real place it seems sitting on the couch mm-hmm. with Crystal there. And Erica was literally powdering her nose with a Fenty little powder thing. And mm-hmm. Garcelle says it to her like, Oh, I can't stop thinking about this. That's so rough. Erica doesn't even look up. She just keeps powdering her nose and is like, Yeah, it's rough. She doesn't say to her Hey, look, I I really don't want to talk about that. You know, let's just not bring that up again. I appreciate the the sentiment, but it's a sensitive topic, and let's not talk about it. She doesn't have any reaction really. So how would Garcelle know? Not to, and it's still bothering her. She's telling Erica, "This is bothering me. It's weighing on me. It's 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 devastating to hear." So that. It, was interesting too. And then uh, also I'll say that your, your comment about Sutton having like real concerns, I thought it was funny that Dorit timing with Boy George and PK and they're saying, mm. we're reading it all like it's, uh, and you know what? You can only be friends with her and back her. If she promises to you, she swears to you, she didn't know. And I remember yelling at the TV screen because it's like, well PK, what's your line in the sand? When? Because she was subpoenaed twice in the Rui Gomez case. So where do you want to put that line of when she didn't know? You know what I mean? A lot of these cases were public in California, like we said. So I I don't know. It's interesting to me that obviously Dorit either gets that affirmation from Erica or is fine with believing that she didn't know enough. Who knows?
0: Also, don't we care that when she feels targeted um, and she's wrong, her response is still to attack back? Like, it's doesn't she's that got. matter? Doesn't that matter that the person... I know she's coming from a, a place of pain, and certainly I've, done, I've behaved in ways similarly in my own life, where I'm like, sometimes you hurt the person that you believe most won't leave. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she...
1: To me, this is more like disarming an opponent, though. I don't think she sees Sutton as a person who Hmm. won't leave. I think she sees her as like, someone is challenging me. What is the way to diffuse that? It is to like take the legs out from underneath them. How do I do that? Like, these are, you know, just manipulation tactics, it seems.
0: How do you think Sutton, Sutton said in an interview with um, Bryce Sander for Entertainment Tonight, um, I haven't watched the interview in in full, but I saw a clip on his IG, something along the lines of like, or it might have been with um, Gibson Johns, uh, apologies, but both are fabulous. Mm -hmm. Um, Both interviewed Sutton this week. And as a little bit of a preview into what's to come, there was a question posed of, um, you know, what was that dinner like, like the dinner that we haven't yet seen? And Sutton said it was a lot worse. And I, I want to know more about that. I need that to be a seven hour long after show because that to me is uh, how, how, how was it worse? Noting we haven't seen it yet. I, I need someone to ask her exactly why once it airs once there's maybe an opportunity to i don't know if she'll even want to but that is something i want to explore and you
1: know i think this is if anyone from bravo is listening you guys are really dropping the ball on an opportunity to monetize those who really care about these issues because they could upload the unseen footage and charges for it on Peacock or wherever the heck they want. Mm. And I would pay. Cause I want to see that. I want to see the four hours of uncut at the dinner yelling. I want to know it all mention it all and name your price. You know what I'm saying? So
0: yeah. Or just give it to us for free. Or just
1: give it to if- us for free. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, so I think they, they really mess up with that, especially because you remember like back in the day when Dorit had that off camera argument with John and we didn't see it for like two years. And then it finally came out and we were like, oh my God, this all makes so much sense. And it was the whole rumor about why she was hating Tinsley. Cause John borrowed oh, money. Dorinda, Dorindo, sorry. Dorinda. I said Dorit. Oh
0: my God. For, for a second, I was like, ah, John no, Beverly sorry, Hills. Sorry. Why am I? Oh my God. Yeah. 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 I always think of goes, that yeah, now, yeah. And I'm
1: like, somebody sat on that. like two seasons like that was so pivotal and pivotal and so key and why did they not share that with us that explains so much so I wonder about a lot of things of what they sit on and why don't they um you know figure out a better way of like putting this content out um so yes I I mean I forgot what I was going with that with Beverly Hills
0: Um, I I, the idea of there's information that we don't know that they have and they're not allowing access to it. And why is that? Is it the fourth wall? Is it something else? Is it legal concerns? You know what's going on? I don't
1: know if it's legal concerns because I'm sure you saw that they just put a request in for all of the footage. So
0: who's the they uh,
1: I think it was Ronald Richards bankruptcy trustee. Uh, who's been appointed to look for evidence and find the money from Erica. And of course he gets 40% of what he finds. So he has a vested interest. Yes, ma'am.
0: Wow. Yes.
1: So he wants to see um, the footage that is not shown. And uh, yeah. So to me, it's not a footage thing. It's probably just an editing thing and like what makes the best story. And I'm sure there was a lot of tension and then things boiled over and she snarled at Sutton and like, well, we're using that. And everybody knows like from season to season, from city to city, all the, you know, the editors and producers are different. So we hope we have got like a really good team on Beverly Hills. I think they're giving us a lot. They're showing us like her talking about her shoes and her clothes. They're giving the throwback uh, foot Mm -hmm. B roll of her in the Lambo. So I think they understand the assignment um, and hopefully they've cherry picked the right things.
0: I wonder what conversations she's had with them or what her response is when she sees those episodes. You know, when she's not well,
1: she's having fights with them, you know, at the La Quinta house about stuff being on air. And then they recorded stuff without her, um, you know, approval apparently or knowledge. So,
0: but that's even about knowing information or having it. It's like the ways that they are using throwbacks. To remind us all mm-hmm. of their egregious, at one point super enjoyable, displays <laughs> of uber wealth. Who can forget her talking about the planes? Oh, yes. I mean, who can forget the panther ring? Who can forget all of these moments? They know that we won't forget, but they're reminding us anyway. I would be curious as to, like, what's ha- who is she watching? Who, honestly, she is not someone who seemed to really value friendships and, and we might understand, I have a better understanding of that. Now she's a very private mm-hmm. person, Um, the idea that these women aren't even really questioning why she hasn't told them information is a window into that. Um, and it does sort of chip away at the idea of the Fox force five when it's like, okay, but you guys are all saying you're really good friends yet. None of, you know, even basic stuff when it comes to her. So like, what, what does that literally even mean when it comes to being not much to me? Amen. But when it comes to the Erica, it's like, who is even in her circle? Because if I was her, I would be thinking of truly is this what's going to happen if and when this person is deposed.
1: I feel like the only person in her circle is Mikey, who's, you know, been paid for a and long Layla.
0: time. And Le- Layla, I think is oh, yeah, her long time assistant. Long-time assistant. Yeah. I
1: mean, but those both those people are paid, right? So I, I think it was Kate Casey on her podcast recently. She was talking about Erica and she said, you know, it was, throws a red flag to me when somebody doesn't have women friends or says like, I'm not a girl's girl and blah, blah, blah. And in this case, I'm sure that's very accurate because what do women do? They talk about real things. They ask questions. They truly know each other. They're there for support, blah, blah, blah. However, if you only have a close core of friends, all of whom you pay and they all tell you you're great all day and you never scratch the surface and you just like spend money together, that's not, that's not real. You know, maybe they have their real moments and they talk about drama or whatever, but it's different than being in a group of women, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I have to say that I have a lot of really, I do keep my circle circle very, mm-hmm. very small just with like certain things that I'm going through. I, it's like, I actually don't need a lot of people to know about this. And the people who are in the small circle know to be like sensitive to asking one of those people is ringing mm-hmm. my doorbell right now, wondering <laughs> what's going on with my day. But, um, you know, when it comes to keeping small circles, I get it. But the idea of the the payment for the friends and this is all that we've seen aside from but I'm really close friends with these four other women we understand what that closeness looks like right now it is to me as a woman who does consider herself to be a good friend to my friends I I have an understanding of boundaries in my own but I also think like from a thoughtfulness perspective it is a warning side to me a warning side to me rather that when a woman says that she does not have women friends. I mean, I think that that is, it is an oddity to me. And it also is like, wh- why don't you trust women? What does it mean to say that you're not a girl's girl? I do think that Erica does exemplify that, which is so interesting to me because the performative aspect of being Erica Jane and Nate Girardi mm-hmm. is the performance of femininity through the lens of sexuality. And we know now what, the role of sexuality how that and being a woman in control Mm -hmm. of herself and her body and we have a better understanding now through her story and her expression of it during filming of the ways that she was not in a space where she had any control or where her role was to be a diminutive back seat and to make sure that her husband was the driver in such a way that she wasn't even allowed to say but Tom Mm -hmm. while filming Mm -hmm. he did not want to hear her voice unless it was the murmur and the yes and the praising him and just staying pretty and quiet and yet the performance Erica Jane was the woman in control with the backup dancers sex and boobs and and blonde and sparkle and money and the idea that even that feminine lens, which was loaded and about power and sex and whatever else, when you think about not being a woman's woman, what kind of woman were you showing us on tour? Mm-hmm. Whose lens was that if it was not a woman's herself? Does any of that make any sense? I don't know if it does. I mean,
1: psychologically, one of my favorite things to do is like break down and try to understand where somebody's coming from, right? so it, let's mm-hmm. let's pretend for a minute that she is miserable in her marriage. What better way to feel better about yourself than create a persona that you, make into what you think everybody would want to be right mm-hmm. you're jumping around mm-hmm. you're dancing you've got a fleet of singers behind you blah 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 and what's confusing to me is she's just playing two sides of a coin over and over and over right like i'm a powerful woman you know 2018 or 19 watch what happens live i pay all my bills so i don't care if people are coming after Tom for money mm. da, da da so she's doing this boss b thing yes tom shut her down at that lvp dinner but then when he was being interviewed for something um i think it was again 2017 or 2018 around the time her book came out they were both in the press so much and he was bragging about her of course like he always did because i think she definitely boosted his stock and so he would always bring her up and they asked him about like winning a big case and he's like but you know i came home and i was really proud that i won a big case and i laid down next to erica and she said she sat up in bed and she said hey Winning a big case is not that big of a deal. You try singing a song or making a record. That's hard, buddy. And he would laugh about that. So even in the way that he talked about her, he talked about her as this like ball busting. I'm, you know, just that you're equal. And if anything, like I'm more talented, that kind of thing. So it's just very, very interesting, all of the factors together. And then to, you know, to hear what she's saying now. But I will say a lot of people... Keep, you know, they'll drop into my DMs and say, Well, she can't, she can't apologize to the victims. That would be admitting culpability. I would never in a million years expect her to apologize to anyone. She just has not in any way acknowledged any pain or suffering beyond her own Mm. orbit. And I think there's a way that she could have done that. And we've seen it happen um, with other people. So she could have, you know, toned down the booty shots. She could have toned down the like, you know, taunting messages and things on social media. She could have been more humble. She could have, could have just been quiet for a little bit. She didn't do any of those things. She hit it super hard, almost defiant, um, like she was relishing this villain role or something. And it's very confusing because it's it's not anything you want to have anything to do with. The pain, the suffering is so severe that you would think she would just, you know, when she comes on camera this season, I really thought there was a chance she might be like, what has happened is so horrible and painful on a scale that I can't even wrap my mind around beyond me um, that, you know, I'm looking forward to like doing what I can to whatever. There's ways to to acknowledge the pain and suffering beyond yourself without admitting any culpability.
0: It won't help with understanding the ways that she has, like weaponized empathy on social, but it is possible that that will still happen. We'll it, see. It, it, it certainly is in her best interest, I think. Aside from legally in the court of public opinion, it is in her best interest to show empathy or sympathy or just acknowledgement of the people who were grievously harmed, where, you know, you may feel like your life is over, but you are physically capable of getting another job. People who have their bodies burned and their day to day job is staying literally alive or people whose lives are over who are literally dead in the ground and their families are trying to figure out where and how to uh, once again deal with a different kind of life-altering trauma but the trauma of your lawyer stealing all of your Mm wealth not wealth but like all of your uh the the income that is yeah your settlement absolutely your settlement i mean it is It is not going to we will never forget the pause that has happened now and not even pause, but like the ways, again, that she's weaponized asking those questions online. But um, I wonder how this will play out on the reunion, because I do think it is the number one question that people are asking. And so much of the focus of anger is going to be leveled against garcelle and sutton in such a way that i do think it will absolve erica of a lot of questions but i think that there are ones where she can't plead. unlike her husband can't plead the fifth and one of them is like do you think of those other people do you think of the people tom really truly harmed you know like what do you what would you say to them yeah you know
1: yeah for sure and i you know that's what that's what's so weird about this whole situation and shocking honestly is the level of just callousness that we have seen Mm -hmm. from her and you would think if somebody really is smart they'd be able to stop take a step back and be like wow i look terrible and i can control this you know, I'm, this is content I'm putting out. I can change this. I can write this ship. And, but yet she's still like, she reposted that meme of her on the cross with widows and orphans earrings that she didn't even realize was like, yeah, she's, she's posting an insult and she thought it was someone actually, you know,
0: praising yes.
1: And saying, oh, look, we're really throwing her on the cross and we shouldn't be, um, yeah she's just making every wrong step and so I see her as someone who's really stuck in just their like emotional awareness and she really just has those blinders on of like self concern
0: in the words of Victoria Gumbelson you know nailed to the cross like Jesus was you know um do you want her back next season
1: um listen a lot of people are like ah she should go to jail lock her up I what well I know but I would like her to just That's pay people back 30
0: steps ahead yeah. well it might
1: be mm-hmm. but let's stop and remember that Teresa Giudice went to prison for mm-hmm. two million dollars for signing documents attesting to um, making income she was not making blah 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 Erica has signed mm-hmm. documents and held officer seats on you know thing well you'll see it all it's all coming out but There's more there than there was with Teresa. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. We'll see what happens. I'm sure Erica's got better lawyers. Um, And I think, you know, Teresa flaunting the wealth, they want to make an example. My point is, I just want her to pay the victims back. So,
0: and what better way to do that than to be making an income? That's
1: fine. And there are people who will always stand her. Yes, Queen, you're so great. No, 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 fine. Pay her for her book, and that money goes to victims. So you guys, her stands, are paying the victims back. Like, okay, the world keeps going around. Um, I do. I want to see her on Beverly Hills. No, she never gave us much. And when the scandal is over, that's over. So, new blood.
0: I totally want her back. Do you?
1: Yeah, I totally do. I I think
0: i uh honestly don't care if you do because i'm gonna want it <laughs> regardless um uh, i i think keep the cast exactly as it, it just keep this season going on for forever so if you want season whatever the number is if it's 12 next season or 13 lucky number whatever if you want to just continue filming right now guys and just give us that next season and and pretend that time has gone by i'm fine with that i i i, I want to watch how this story plays out and i also want to watch the ways that sutton if we're going to talk about you know i talked about this on the patreon when i live watched the um the salt lake city trailer it was interesting to me uh the ways that heather uh showed friendship to jen shaw and that was shocking to me too yeah, I felt like it was a little bit of a maybe not a second season curse, but uh, noting the in- extreme popularity that you experienced your first season and the ways that you may be riding a little bit high on yeah. that or as making a strategic decision for the purposes of the show to express uh empathy for or grace towards someone who treated you terribly but doing so maybe because it's a part of the show I don't know that Heather would have expressed that same support to Jen had they not been filming but it's also Mm. the unanswerable question I love to discuss and with next season of Beverly Hills noting Sutton has experienced all kinds of fan reactions this season, and a lot of it has been deserved, for better or worse. But noting the Eric of it all, I think a majority of viewers support what Sutton is doing, and to have that in your back pocket – to know that regardless of what Erica says to you on camera, hundreds of thousands of people are thanking you for the very thing that's being weaponized against you, noting how sensitive she is. I am curious to see how that will play out next season following the reunion. And that requires Erica in the cast.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. Now when it comes to Heather and Jen Shaw, I wonder if Jen is just really good at manipulating Heather. Um,
0: Oh, because totally could be that too. That's been their
1: dynamic for a long time. Mm -hmm. So Heather's a seems to be like a very nice person. And there's nothing a manipulator loves more, you know? So Mm -hmm. we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but then yeah, for Beverly Hills, uh, you know, somebody the other day said to me, like, I'm sorry, I just can't get over the way Sutton was with Crystal. And it's like, I'm not over that either. But like she can you know write her stock a little bit by being the only person to throw a flag here that would be great to see that and again social media plays into this it's nice to see that crystal and sutton have have mended that and have mm-hmm. moved on and are friends now i did listen to the podcast you had with crystal which was great and she said that they had moved on and they're and they're good which is wonderful and she said that previously too so that gives you hope that they that sutton saw the air of her ways
0: uh yeah, and a couple things. There's nothing more that I want that I've talked about on AG, and I lost my mind on social about this yesterday. But like, there's nothing I more want more than the holy trinity of Garcelle, Sutton, I mean so. and Crystal united as one. Yeah. Um, I think it's something that a lot of us feel because a lot of us are geniuses, and <laughs> I think that it's it it could well happen. I think that. Uh, Crystal is she's not embedded in the Fox Force five, but she does have relationships with women in that group. I would love to see her develop a really strong connection with Garcelle and Sutton, because I think that all of the ingredients are there. And I think that they're all very thoughtful people. And it does also help that the three of them are the newest to the cast. Mm -hmm. That is a a benefit to this alliance if it pans out and I also think that people can say and do and have feelings that are complicated that some of us recognize as being really problematic and if they're in a position they can grow and change and normalize changing your mind Absolutely. based on new to, new information and also no- normalize holding people accountable yeah. in the moments that, they, that they're not. I mean the fact that on the after show Sutton and Kathy explicitly and specifically talk about the fact that you know they have changed their minds and learned something from Mm -hmm. this I feel like we see that in real time with Kyle when she's like She's saying to Kathy or whomever, like, I get the idea of uh, I we all are, are treated equally. I get that that is the perception or that you want, you know, we don't see color. But the reality is that is actually not the reality. Yeah. And you have two people of color telling you that like. When she points toward Garcelle and she's like, I haven't lived their life, uh, Garcelle's life. Mm-hmm. I I don't have the right to say that her experiences aren't real. And I see her processing that. And it's, I really appreciate Kathy saying like in, on the after show, I didn't know this, mm-hmm. but now I do. Like I learned something. About the reality of what it may be to be a black woman in this country, let alone the mother of black men. Mm -hmm. And she's like you. She processes it on the after show. And, And I just found that was, you know, really helpful. It also shows the level of thoughtfulness and respect and honesty that the women on Beverly Hills have regardless of whether or not they've changed their minds, because they're willing to have uncomfortable Correct. conversations. Correct. Yes. And they also know, oh, did you just hear something? No. I did not. Something. Hold on. Hold on. Something is playing on my, <laughs> what is happening today? I can hear Alec Baldwin. Stop my it. My peacock. Peacock just to Peacock. They're listening yeah. to us. Um, they are willing to have, you know, uncomfortable conversations and even talk about them. And, you know, watching New York this week, I, I honestly really didn't want to talk about I it. Know. And, uh, you know, I'm a, a proud Jewish human person and I never watched the episodes live. I heard about New York before I saw Me it. Too. I was girding my loins the entire time in denial, saying it's not going to be that bad. It's not going to be that bad. And it was, of course, a whole lot worse than I even thought it could be. And it's unfortunate that we are pretending that uh, the to be continued uh, is of value. Of course, we are pretending that Ramona's racism and Mm anti-Semitism is entertainment like anything else and not incredibly problematic and wrong. Um, It's unfortunate the number of people who've stayed silent about the anti Semitism that I saw exemplified on New York. It is unfortunate that um, we are living in a space with New York right now where Ramona where we watch Ramona say, uh, you know, I was engaged to this man, a a Jewish man. And yet somehow to me had never been to a Shabbat. It is unfortunate to me that she is allowed grace that I don't think that she deserves. It's unfortunate to me that we consider her behavior, which I thought was incredibly dangerous where she's at a Shabbat dinner and talks about the ways that she has been discriminated mm-hmm. against by jewish people which in a time of a global rise of anti-semitic semitism in this world i have dealt with triggering microaggressions even in spaces that are meant to be supportive yeah. even when discussing ramona's behavior it's very difficult to be a Jewish person watching this play out, having to navigate microaggressions while even talking about being a Jewish person watching this show and this episode. It's, I just highly encourage people who are not Jews to take a step back and listen to Jewish people when they try to share with you and undergo the sometimes traumatic experience of having to prove to you why something that you say is problematic or harmful or dangerous or wrong. I ended up doing a Patreon episode that was 50 minutes long, <laughs> only about I saw you Ramona. posted about that and I
1: was like, I really need to go listen to that.
0: <laughs> oh my God. It's a fucking shit show and a wild ass ride I have to say stream of consciousness I literally watched that episode and was like yep I'm ready to record I didn't (laughs) want to talk about it and then I was like I'm ready but just to say you know I look at the real people who exist on Beverly Hills there's a lot that we can say about Erica Jane But none of none of the women on Beverly Hills and it doesn't hurt that uh, we have two Jewish cast members on BH, Mm -hmm. Kyle and Doreen. I I would not I could not fathom a reality in which the women of Beverly Hills would ever allow an environment to occur in the ways that it did in New York. I just think what we saw was so dangerous, even. You know, people have criticized, um, Uh, uh, Leah's conversion to Judaism in ways that actually bother me a little bit I don't think that we should be questioning why a person is converting it is intentionally a very difficult path to convert to Judaism Leah's doing it with an orthodox rabbi I, I just I would encourage people to hold off of asking those questions because I think the path that you you can lead to is is not one that I a Jewish person would entirely support but you know, talk about it however you want. It's a free country. Um, I just giving you my two shekels. But I I think that, you know, what we're watching on New York, the way it was edited, the way it was produced, it left me incredibly discouraged because I thought to myself, Ramona is saying all of these terrible things that are incredibly damaging and dangerous. We don't even get the understanding of what Shabbat is. No, and we get nothing. The and the good work that Archie and Ebony mm-hmm. did and even to arrange this event, which I thought was a beautiful concept, so terribly ruined by uh, Ramona's behavior. But it it was to me a window into the darkest parts of Bravo's soul because I wonder <laughs> to myself from a production perspective, are people excited when this is happening because they feel like there's so little that the women on New York are delivering right now or the cast is so fucked that like this is a good thing because it's in a sense drama like are people wondering like oh this is going to be something because Ramona is even worse than we ever imagined Mm -hmm. before when she has already shown herself to have incredibly racist and ignorant And uh, problematic um, uh, behaviors when it comes to Ebony alone so far this season. Is this for them a point of some light where it's like, oh, you know, we're pretending this is just Ramona going to Ramon. And for some reason, you know, we're not posting a statement of of bravo not condoning anti Semitism because the face of our network hasn't said anything publicly yet, but he is a Jew. Mm-hmm. We're not going to say that we condone this the ways that we do when black women act out in their in their eyes when it's the um when it's the uh Monique and Candace of it all or or even or
1: even you Halloween. know Halloween yeah exactly wearing a costume that is extremely offensive like
0: right they were forced and, and the to idea of,
1: they were forced to come right. out and say something really
0: Right, and they, they said that they said a statement, but their statement was made on Instagram. Exactly. It wasn't actually, yeah. like, released to the press, and even the idea of calling it a costume when it's cultural appropriation, Correct. like, yes. the understanding of the ways that uh, that we need to talk about the the Halloween episode is another episode in and of itself, but the idea that we're not even saying something, when Ramona was booked on Watch What Happens Live a week prior, which to me was so reminiscent of booking Leanne on BravoCon, knowing the shit she was gonna say about Carrie with a K that would start two weeks after. They are doing this strategically, but they're not even putting out a strategic response. Yeah. And that silence is incredibly, incredibly frustrating as a Jewish content creator whose identity before content creator is in fact that Judaism itself, it's very frustrating. And if you want to listen to the Patreon, I'd encourage it because I do think through that anger, there were some (laughs) points made, but I just have to say, I do want to acknowledge it, unlike Andy and uh, the network. I want to acknowledge it in real time, and I have a responsibility not just to the AGs but to myself. Like, I respect myself too much as a Jewish person not to say something while saying that if you are a Jew and you haven't spoken about it, you have every right not to. It is not your responsibility to be the one to call it anti-Semitism. It's exhausting. Yeah, It's exhausting. I would encourage people to not slide into my DMs and (laughs) – Uh, Say, are you going to talk about X, Y, and Z? Because the likelihood is yes, but also like maybe put that focus on non-Jewish content creators instead of like Susie Jew over here. Because I I would just appreciate that honestly. Because it doesn't. It. I don't feel good when I see those DMs, and I also have the right to decide how I'm going to speak about my Judaism publicly. But you guys also know I'm like I never shut the fuck up, as you can see evidence right here right now. (laughs) I, I just have to say it was it was a very problematic episode. And, um, and it was unfortunate to me. It felt like something was taken away from Archie, Ebony. Absolutely. Everyone. And from everyone, from the uh, attendees who yeah. were um, guests who we were told were not Jews, Um, Who were black who had Relationships with Israel It's unfortunate it was a disservice to Them and it was a disservice to the viewers Who have now experienced Judaism Not in the positive ways that we've Seen with um, Jackie on New Jersey with uh, uh, That I'm sure we'll see with Meredith in Salt Lake City that we've seen With Kyle in Beverly Hills and I I I don't know if I'm leaving anybody Out I apologize Um, uh, Heather is Heather Thompson Jewish? Jewish
1: You know I don't remember I
0: don't remember, but it's, it's a, it's not it, it Heather Dubrow. Welcome yep, back. Yep. It's, it's a disservice to the viewers who don't get an understanding or experience of Shabbat who now also have to uh, who now get the privilege of watching an episode and thinking that Ramona's comments are entertainment are, are not actually shown as they are received by some of us Jews, which is like as a real harmful, yeah <laughs> a harmful shock. And I would just encourage people as you consider yourself an ally to marginalized communities to really reflect on the idea of like, am I speaking about other, not to put everything at the same value, but to say, are there ways that I am not listening? that I used to in other instances? Are there ways that I am not using my voice that I have in other instances? And why is that? Because anti-Semitism at its core is not a political idea. It uh, It is an act of violence and an act of hate. It is not Entertainment. It is horrifying. And I hope that I'm a part of this community in such a way that it actually matters that I identify as a, a human person in this world who will use my voice regardless of whether or not I'm the one under attack. Mm-hmm. In this instance, I feel like I am. And I'm asking why the network uh, viewers and content creators aren't doing f- for jews this week what i have seen them do for other marginalized communities before
1: yeah and i mean to your point too there have been so many times when i question my life choices of like why do i have a bravo account i feel like Mm -hmm. and and then sometimes i get empowered thinking all right well like it's not fun but sometimes we have to hold them accountable because i think they only listen when we yell I really do. I think they would just keep puttering along looking for ratings and I do feel like Ramona was performing. You know, she, the part that it was just so sad. I almost wanted to cry when she stood up from the table and she was like, and I lost three pounds. And then she starts looking in the mirror and she's doing her little wiggle thing. I'm like, who is this for? Do you not see that everyone's beyond disgusted with you? Are you really just like staring at the camera and having your own, your own separate, um, you know, event right now? It's just, So, and then she goes into the kitchen and is trying to, you know, get them to give her dinner early. And, you know, the host is trying to be so accommodating still. I think she's definitely performing and she's obtuse and she doesn't care at all. And she's pretty unreachable because that performance year after year is rewarded to her, right? Oh, that's just Ramona. We expect the worst and we get it every single time. And she's a pillar of New York and you can't take her away. And I think I posted one time about Ramona, you know, possibly being let go mm. on my page. And I, well, no, it wasn't, it was the talk of shame. Talk of shame and I both posted because there was a rumor that Ramona was going to be, you know, rotated out, we'll say. <laughs> and um, yeah. so I posted that article and I will never again put an article about Ramona on my page because it oh took me God. to such a dark place for several days as my page was flooded with, oh my God. with Ramona Awful. stands is what I'll call them. And people really not caring what they say on social media. And I deleted maybe like five or six that just were bridge way too far. The rest are just extremely cringe. And, and it's not e- like, I don't even engage with it because it's unreachable. You know, they think she's great. They love her. They think everybody else is the problem. Why is everyone so sensitive? The whole thing. Um, So, so yeah, it's very interesting what Bravo does and does not do and the battles that they pick. And I also wonder to myself, like it's a company, right? At the end of the day, it's a company and they're hiring out people. And I don't know if they're salaried or 1099 or how it works, but they still reflect upon the company. So at what point would someone throw a flag and say, we don't support what you've just done. We wish you would stop and think about these things. Like we're all for entertainment too. Or is that just something they decided they'll never do?
0: It's actually the least that they could do is to just say we don't condone anti-semitism. Like that's it. It that's it, to have the face of your network not say anything. And you know he's a Jewish person, and I don't have the right to like judge the ways that he uh, identifies with his own religion because he has a different experience as a Jew than I do. Jews are not monoliths, regardless mm-hmm. of how people like to stereotype and categorize us as a group of globalists trying to take over <laughs> the world. Like if only I had that power. Do you think <laughs> that like these are the choices I would be making right now? Like um, I. You know, I, he has the right to say or not say anything. It's just so unfortunate that he always seems to find his voice when it has to do with like surrogacy, Absolutely. which deserves yeah. respect. And he's cheese. got things that
1: really matter to him for sure. And we've heard about them for years. And I I remember forever ago when I first started watching Watch What Happens Live, anytime he got angry about a subject, I was like, then I'm angry too. How yeah. dare someone. You know, so I think it's very, very powerful when when he speaks out. I mean, now I'm old and I'm jaded and I'm like, what's he on about? But it usually is something I also agree with. But mm-hmm. I just think that he um, yeah, he's got his issues that matter to him. And there have definitely been issues that I'm upset about that he does not care about.
0: Yeah. I mean, what does it say about the the ways that the value still the, the network still values Ramona, that the idea of calling her out might be bad for business? Like, what yeah. does that? What does that mean? And I, by the way, don't, uh, I I don't negate people who are Ramona stands in the sense that we can agree to disagree but if you are a Ramona stan and you are using that stand as an excuse to say style about anti-Semitism yeah. or and any, racism, yes. any of the things I that she's been horrible about yes right I have no problem with you in general saying she's a piece of shit because I encourage pieces of shit to be housewives I, I yes. do not participate <clears> in a conversation that says that oh people who are calling out racism aren't allowing for terrible people to be housewives mm-hmm. I, I do not participate in that kind yeah. of narrative I I believe that terrible people can be housewives, and and in many ways, many of them are. I I don't ascribe to the idea that um, calling out uh, behavior that acts as almost a form of violence against marginalized communities is um, being political or uh, being a part of cancel culture or god forbid in a, incorrectly using the term Karen which people love to they, do which yeah it's like the word snowflake no it's sense. gotten abused and yeah. used in all the
1: wrong ways now and I'm like no but you're the snow forget it
0: Right. And the ideas of Kieraning mm-hmm. are in no way related to what you'll hear on AG. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's just it's unfortunate that it is that this is the kind of world that Bravo is currently um, showing us. Yeah, it's at it's our so, al- and- time and entertaining us with. And I also don't believe that this is, I, I think if like someone says something anti-Semitic, we're not living in a space where we're like, oh, you know what? They'll cover it on the reunion because guess <laughs> what? They might not. Mm-hmm. And, and it needs to be discussed in the moment. And I should not have to feel like I have to add pressure to a network whose face is Jewish to say, why aren't we saying why are we booking Ramona on watch what happens to watch her giggle
1: and and be normalized and have us all think that she's just quirky Ramona right after she did that yeah
0: like you can if you want to book her because she's a guest and you want to you can do that but like why does why can't you also call her out Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying I don't think it's a heavy lift I don't think so either
1: I really don't. I don't and I don't get it. I don't get it. I think it, it's it's so easy right then to be like, Hey, you know, we saw this happen tonight. Like I but they don't, but they don't. Instead they talk about, you know, surface things. And my question to you too is like And
0: I love surface things. We do I everybody continue. we all love, love mess and we all
1: love surface things, but when something very yeah. serious happens, it's nice to take a moment and just be like, Hey, everybody watching. There are so this many of okay. you watching. Yeah. Um, but you know, let's say they did, if they did come out and make a statement saying, you know, we don't stand for this, how are they not standing for it? And they've in no way, you know, corrected Ramona. So I think that's part of it too. Like it goes hand in hand. You come out and you say, I don't stand for it. And also, I'm sorry if you hear a phone ringing in my house.
0: Oh my God. Today for both of us, What is it's happening? Ramona on the phone. She Swear. wants to say shalom. <laughs> I, heard, I, heard I heard it's Friday. No, she's have probably going to call me and be, a, like, a great Shabbat. Shabbat be like, you
1: know what? A podcaster was really rude to me sometime. Let me, let me tell you about that. It's about my experience, not your experience.
0: Um, What were you going to say, though, about a question? You said, I have a question for.
1: Oh, you know, so let's say they say that, right? They come out and they make a statement. We don't stand for this. Do they have a talking to with her? Do they try to help her understand how that was wrong and how to be better? That's the because otherwise they still are standing for it. She's just going to keep being herself. the
0: The network itself, like the idea of the network like bravo needs sensitivity. it's like they send ramona to sensitivity training i'm like honestly less concerned about ramona who needs to be called out than i am about the idea that the network hasn't said anything you know like you know what i'm saying like yeah. i don't i i know that ramona is a garbage person yeah. and and that has worked for us for a while and for her, but, her whole life yeah Right, but we are no longer at a point in time where we can consider this as the kind of cringeworthy entertainment that's actually a dangerous narrative take to make. Yeah. And why aren't we acknowledging that you got the entertainment you're considering her behavior entertainment we understand that you put a to be continued on that mm-hmm. you think that you think we think it's want high more drama of this yeah. you think it's We're high riveted. drama it's how it's how you chose to edit this season yeah. and this app and if you have nothing else that's on you that's not on the jews that are being forced to yeah. acknowledge the ways that you're doing harm but regardless of that like what is the what is the yes and to this like we we understand that you consider this entertainment now because you're not telling us anything else and you're actually very loudly telling us that's what you think this is you're you're putting the onus of responsibility on the hope that people in the community will hold her accountable while you stay quiet. Yeah. You consider that the same thing. Yeah. And I get it and I'm acknowledging it now. But like, what is the next step here? Because we're not, we're not in the same world that we were in four years ago. Like we're not in this, we're it still would be bad by the way, mm-hmm. but people are less interested in staying quiet about it. Yeah. You know, like, so what happens next? You know, like, what, where do we go from here with this? It's the the darkest, saddest, most frustrating and upsetting season of New York. Ever. Which is, yeah. it's a reckoning. So what happens next? What happens if Ramona keeps her job? Ah,
1: uh, I have a lot of things I wonder about Bravo. I mean, they, they've they kept a lot of really harmful people. I think people who've done, who did actual harm to Mm -hmm. To the psyches of viewers (laughs) In, Mm -hmm. in both ways on both sides of the spectrum, whether that be emboldening people with very toxic, harmful views, or, you know, just making people feel like the things that they cared about were not important by keeping certain housewives on. Mm-hmm. So I wonder who's at the top at Bravo. How many women are in the room? How many people, uh, you know, what's the diversity stats? I, I, I'm i very curious about a lot of these things. How many people saw that episode and and gave it the green light? Like, I like what we're doing here. Let's put a to be continued at the end. What's the goal? You know, I, I wonder a lot, of, a lot of times and I don't know how we can bring about that change other than, you know, we're accounts we stand them, but we yell when they're wrong. And I think that's, what being a good account is for any subject
0: yeah it just puts us all in a really shitty spot because like I don't want to talk about New York I don't want to talk about this but I will but I don't I don't want to talk about the rest of New York I like I actually it's so bad that it's like unfortunate because there were little like Nuggets of light or interest even on the episode with like Sonia on her date that I thought were really interesting like a window into a a different idea of, Mm -hmm. of who Sonia is and 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 how she you know, looks at dating and romance or relationships or even how she sees herself when she's meeting someone new that I think are interesting. But like, I just don't think that New York deserves our conversation right now. I think it's dancing around a world that I heard a little bit of what was happening in Orange County. The difference is I haven't watched last season of Orange County, so I don't know. But like Kelly Dodd is a piece of shit and but displayed that online yes so you could make the argument that the the network didn't want to involve itself uh about stuff that happened they did not want to take responsibility for their problematic personality when it wasn't a part of plot but you don't get to say that about what's what Ramona is doing because you're promoting it Mm -hmm. so like where is the other side to this I feel really uh Not that I think the network's responsibility is to protect me, but I definitely think that if you are the one that is displaying this really damaging and dangerous behavior, you do have a responsibility to say something after the fact. Like, I don't like the choices that they make about when to hold a certain kind of person responsible, and it always seems to be black women mm, on housewives it makes me very uncomfortable and i'm a white woman saying that i'm a white woman and i'm a jew saying that i'm very uncomfortable with what they have not said about this app. And I also have to say, I am very uncomfortable about the ways that people have criticized and come for Ebony and for um, Leah this season. And I understand that there's, you should be able to criticize these women, but if you are criticizing only Ebony and Leah and you're not criticizing Ramona, Mm -hmm. there is a significant issue there is that is yeah. happening yeah. it just really is problematic and to luann
1: too and luann too i'm not letting her up oh the god. hook because How could I forget the Luanne? way that i Ugh. looked at her changed forever after that oh lunch. my god i And like i will same. not be going to any cabarets and the irony is like part of the reason i started this account was because she was coming to town i had nobody to go with and i was like i need bravo mm. friends and that is that ship has sailed that ship has sailed because i can't get that out of my mind um that definitely warped, you know, and, and she had done things in the past, by the way, that were highly problematic, but it was the way that she spoke to, you could like write those off as just complete ignorance. It was like her intention was, it was, uh, it was mean. There was a mean spiritedness there. And um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think there's some real questions about why uh, Luann didn't, why Luann's confessionals are being shaped in such a way where it seems like she understands what's going on. But I would encourage all of us to look at the ways that she treats Ramona on next the next episode uh, for stuff that has happened immediately following i'm very curious to see what she does and does not say in the moment
1: yeah and a lot of people in my dms were you know after the beverly hills episode where kathy you know had that who's hunky dory look on her face like well what's Mm -hmm. wrong with that was saying that everyone's equal and they're like wow that's amazing that they can talk about race and all these issues on beverly hills and nobody freaks out and how do they do that there and not new york and i'm like One word, Ramona, like that's the difference. That's the difference.
0: The women on Beverly Hills are not creatures from the underworld. And that that helps that they you know, it is possible that someone can say something and not understand the ways that that can be problematic to someone else. And then they get the ability to listen and shame is not a part of it. Yeah. Like we there is a way that people and I have participated in this, too. It's like a shame cycle of wanting to inflict Shame on someone for acting or speaking in a certain way because you are upset about it and it give also allow or not allow someone in this space to reflect and um, uh, change their mind mm-hmm. and it's why like some I need to sometimes take a second and be like am I actually listening to my favorite phrase of normalize uh changing your mind based on new information like i i it's a i am a i am a person i am as flawed as anyone else and i do my best and sometimes i say some things and sometimes i grow from them like that is the actual point of being a human in this world i am not the same person that i was last week and the likelihood is i'm not going to be the same person Tomorrow, that I am today. You know, like that's just the process of going through life. And it is a good thing to change your mind. And it is a good thing to acknowledge the ways that you can't. And I think Beverly Hills, and I again highly encourage watching those after shows because I think it's helpful and important to see Sutton and Kathy specifically in an environment where they're not. Sh- they're not where shame is not weaponized where they're like you know what I actually did not didn't know that before yeah. and I've changed my mind and it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be held accountable but it does mean like okay these people did not know before and they do now like isn't that growth we're never gonna see that with Ramona on New York Ramona is not interested in it That's right. Ramona yeah. Anthony do you know Anthony Lario yeah wonderful and dm something that i asked his permission to repost which was like ramona processes oh, i'm gonna fuck this up so i'm gonna go to instagram <laughs> right now but it's like ramona um anthony are you listening to this episode you're probably saying the thing out loud as he's yelling listen. it He's like Sarah. oh he a hundred percent is yelling it but the thing that he said was Ramona's the perfect example of not understanding the difference between inconvenience and oppression mm-hmm. which I thought was Important, And it's also like Ramona doesn't want to learn or Ramona just wants to get her many hundreds of thousands of dollars to do whatever she does and then go back to her life where she's rewarded and praised. Yes. And in many circumstances, that is what's happened. It's just we're reaching a point where it's like, I, I don't want to be a participant of this in any uh, of of this specific Kind of ignorance and hate. Yeah. And I now, unfortunately, it's like, you know, normalized changing your mind based on new information. The idea that Ramona should continue on is something I've changed my mind on. I, I didn't want her last season and she's back And now I definitely don't want her. And Mm -hmm. it's based on this new information that I'm seeing play out. It just so happens to me. It's not entertaining anymore. Yeah. It was at one point. It's not anymore. So what happens next? It's like dot, dot, dot. I have literally no idea, but I am choosing to use my voice right now to say that I am upset and I don't appreciate the network staying silent and they might still we'll see watch what happens next week it just so happens that the to be continued is about judaism being attacked Mm -hmm. and really ugly thoughts and like how do i how am i supposed to be a content creator in this universe when being a jewish person matters a whole lot more Mm. you know like you're making me choose and i'm not going to make the choice Or am I even, am I making that problematic choice by like talking about, there's no easy answer out of this. It's just so unfortunate that Bravo doesn't want to be a part of that conversation when they're the ones that have created the topic. But there we are, you know, stay tuned for next week, guys. It's like, I don't want to end this episode on a downer. (laughs) I, I do want to say though, that how much I appreciate your voice and using your voice, um, as a non-Jewish content creator and just the ways that you've used your platform, which is all about entertainment, but it's also about like fact-based information and, you know, science or whatever. It's it's helpful to see, it, it makes me better as a content creator and a podcaster. It makes me proud to be a Bravo-holic. And it is to say that I think it's valuable that we're having these conversations because I don't know how many other people are. It would be easier for me to, like, ignore it, honestly. Like, it it would be easier. Yeah, you can't do that, though. Yeah, well, I could, I could. A lot of people do, and 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 that's not a critique of them. It's just to say that that's the reality. Not a lot of people are talking about Ramona's anti-Semitic anti-Semitic behavior this week, who have platforms where a lot of people would hear it, and that's unfortunate. It like makes me sad as a Jewish person, yeah, who's a part of this community. Because again, that being Jewish to me is like, I'm Mary I'm bar and bar. (laughs) But um, it, it is to say that I I also understand that people have the right to make that choice, like. I cannot mandate to you to talk about certain things because then it's like, well, then why, you know, like I want to feel like you're making the choice to say something and it's also not my place. I'm not like... And I would never want to be. Yeah, and I think too making that
1: decree. Like the the reason why it's important that you speak out is because I think for a lot of you know accounts, I ask myself, they probably just have no idea how incredibly offensive that was.
0: Hundred percent, right? People don't know. They don't know, know.
1: right? So I think if something is your, you have perspective on it, then you realize how hurtful it can be to see it absolutely shit upon and you know and mocked and insulted but for other people if they don't have that perspective the only way they learn is by hearing someone close to an issue say that was wrong and here's why and this is why it was upsetting so you know it was horrible like i my tv didn't actually record it my dvr for the first time Mm. ever didn't record a real housewives oh God, and i was like okay well no. my television i'd heard it was horrible my television didn't record it so then i'm trying to watch it on the app and record it on my phone while i'm watching it on the app mm. and it's like freezing up and i'm like i don't know if bravo is just like not wanting to show this or what's happening mm-hmm. um but it was rough and i i usually do you know quite a few stories i did maybe like 10 of course just like ripping ramona to shreds but It was just disgusting and she just had to make that all about her and like psychologically I don't know if she is the kind of person that everything has to be about her. She has no respect for any topic at all. It seems, it seems like she has no respect for any topic at all. Um, But yeah, I think Bravo is at a crossroads for sure with New York. I would be surprised if she is back um, for so many reasons, for so many reasons. And And who knows, we, we cross our fingers that if we yell loud enough, they hear us.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like the responsibility, I guess, at the end of the day is a little bit on us. And it's also just like the day-to-day responsibility of like, you know, if, um, you are, um, if you were affected by that episode, um, I think it's important if you have the capacity to, and if you decide to, I think it's a good thing to speak out. And I think it's really helpful to acknowledge that people genuinely just don't know. And that's why it's also important to like actively listen. So if someone is telling you, Hey, as a Jew, like something you said about this thing made me uncomfortable, like just take a beat and, and try as best you can to listen. And if it's like, Hey, that thing that, uh, you know, we're talking about is something that I saw on TV, then, you know, there's that too. I think you know, it's helpful and good that we're having these conversations. It's exhausting. Um, it's not the first un- awkward conversation I've had about uh, being a Jew this week. It's like literally the fourth or fifth. I'm exhausted. Mm. And um, I don't really want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> um <laughs> because it's just a lot it's honestly a lot and I actually genuinely cannot believe that I talked about Ramona for five zero minutes (sighs) um and had some nuance in there too more than she deserved but it's actually like good for me to do that Mm -hmm. um Because I don't think that people are ever as good or bad as they seem. And sometimes the most difficult process is like trying to unpack the bad. It's just like the exhaustion of that when you feel like you're the one being targeted and you're giving this person more empathy than maybe they'll ever deserve but like not empathy but just even more light Mm -hmm. like you're giving them uh more uh, a modicum of grace that they would never extend your way but that is the that is the experience of being a person and having, you know, a podcast that's really based on the behavior, not only of the women we watch and talk about on screen, but our own. Yeah. You know, like this is what it is. It's it's sometimes having uncomfortable conversations that require our own um, capacity to sit in discomfort and yeah. uh, and at the end of the day it's like we talk about accountability culture and, and the shame cycle and sometimes it's like okay it's okay if we if we withstand some of this it's okay if we experience some of it and we talk about it because it's the, the process it is about discussing the processing more than the content and I think that's interesting and nuanced and I'm so appreciative to All of the AGs, both the ones who support the Patreon and heard that fucking downward spiral and also (laughs) the people who are listening now who understand that even if sometimes it feels a little bit like a monologue, it's actually a two person act. And um, it's a conversation that I have with myself, that I have with co-hosts and that I have with you guys either, you know, speaking into the unknown and the abyss or, you know, a dialogue that I'm grateful that we have online. These are really difficult conversations. And I have never once said that I was the person that understood everything or thought I knew it all. And sometimes that's something that people label me as, and that's their own, that's their own journey too. Yeah. Like we all have reasons that we think things of other people. Sometimes they're negative, sometimes they're positive, And regardless, sometimes they have a little bit of work And uh, it's why I have never felt shame about watching Housewives, because had I not watched Housewives, I couldn't have had this conversation that I had with you today. Mm -hmm. And I'm so appreciative for your thoughts and perspective. And you will be a regular on the people's people's couch. And that is not up for discussion. I will be. showing up to your zoom next week and saying we're going to sit down for six hours for another app. And I, I think that, you know, it, it, there is a gratitude that I feel, even if I also, f- we are all complicated people. I can feel many things at once. And right now I'm feeling very appreciative that we had this conversation today. I'm feeling very appreciative for Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling very appreciative for some of the anger I feel toward Ramona. Yeah. I can at least get it out. That's right. And, um, you know i hope that people who are listening to this conversation are able to sit on that and reflect in it and it's it can be exhausting to have it can sometimes be exhausting to listen to but i do also think it has value and worth and it um, does sarah
1: honestly and these issues that we see on real housewives are not silly reality show things these are real Mm -hmm. things and there could be people in you know your listeners lives who are either callous towards a lot of things we keep seeing on Beverly Hills, on New York, on oh so many of the other franchises. And maybe they learn how to talk to people a little bit better. Maybe they understand why these things are problematic. So I think it's pretty powerful, you know, and it's a way of reaching a lot of, you know, primarily women, but a lot of viewers across America about issues that are, are very serious right now.
0: Um, I totally uh, thank you I I really appreciate that and um, yeah I'm just really like I almost feel emo I'm just like yeah. very grateful for the AG community because I feel like Andy's Girls listeners and like participants in this podcast just have a level of emotional capacity and awareness that uh, sometimes does not exist or does not exist as explicitly as it does here and I just I am very proud of like the AG community in this world I just have to say like so thanks to all of you for listening for telling your friends about Andy's girls and um, for supporting the podcast and for supporting me and uh, it really does mean a lot to me it, it I'm very proud of of this show and and the conversations that we have every week and I, I probably don't say it enough and um, uh, so just thanks to you for coming on this week and to everyone for listening can you tell can you give us a little elevator pitch about um, your amazing phenomenal Instagram page sure uh, and where people can follow you online I'm bravo
1: bravo Ducking Bravo, quack, quack. Yes. I'm on Instagram. <laughs> it's the same handle on TikTok. I, TikTok videos take too long. I never make them anymore. Mm. Um, I think Twitter, I'm Bravo Ducking. I rarely mm. tweet. I give Instagram all my love, which I need to diversify that portfolio mm. shortly. Um, I make jokes, but then I also get curious about things and I do dives. And a lot of people say deep dive and it's like puddle deep. I go real deep. And I look into documents and I try to figure out why people are doing what they're doing and what's the backstory. So that happens occasionally.
0: This was so delightful. I'm so glad that you came in each <laughs> class. Likewise. Like, oh I had so much fun with you guys. Listen to our Patreon episode that started it all, but I know that we've had like a dialogue on DMS for a while and just, I just really appreciate your thoughtfulness and uh intelligence and capacity for empathy and I'm grateful that we don't feel the same way on yeah. stuff because that's so much more interesting It is, me, isn't it? Honestly. Yeah. It's so much more interesting and I feel like it's like so often conversations are like the you're wrong and here's why or I feel differently so I hate you now (laughs) and it's like well we can you know understand and speak to each other without constantly trying to convince each other and um I think that's so interesting and I'm just really appreciative for your time I just can't um thank you enough for coming on and being so open to the kind of (laughs) conversation that was so chaotic oh my god I don't want it any other way Yeah. Oh, my God. Same. Uh, Guys, winter is coming. And are you coming on my – nope, that sounds sexual and was not intended that way. (laughs) I meant visiting my Instagram page. Holy shit. Talk about chaos. Instagram at Dame Galley. You can watch the trailer. You've already watched 6,000 times and so much more. And I love receiving your satchels of gold, which are uh, AG listener thoughts and feels, questions, and concerns about – ag episodes or housewives yada whatever you're thinking and feeling in the moment please slide into my dms and tell me more speaking of instagram i posed uh to the ags on social if i had three new um, sign-ups or level ups on Patreon that I would post my bat mitzvah photo in honor <laughs> of what a glorious week to be a Hebrew online. And I got it from my mom and it is worse than I remembered. There is my first zit from that morning. There is a, the use of my very first fancy makeup. I think it was like a 20 or $25 little pot of lip gloss that I lost shortly thereafter. And a, um, Uh, a a delightful deep blue long sleeve high collar blue velvet dress with brass buttons truly a a delight to be behold so thanks to the new ag patreons and all of you should be thanking them because that's going to be posted on social when this episode goes up uh oh my god and Uh, there are two new Patreon episodes up Um, of course my Shalom Ramona uh, 50 minute (laughs) episode as well as a live reaction to the Salt Lake City trailer Patreon the number one way to support Andy's Girls and yours truly at patreon.com slash Andies Girls and you get access to bonus of exclusive bonus events like the Zoom Kiki held last week and all of these bonus episodes and so much more and guys Shalom means Hello, goodbye, and peace. And I mean all of those things right now. Bravo, bravo, ducking, bravo. Thanks so much for coming Thank on Andy's Scrolls this week. Thanks everybody for listening to this nine-hour triple episode. Um, and I hope everyone is staying safe, staying sane, get vaccinated if you can, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. So guys this has never happened before but much like the marvel comics television cartoons the, the <laughs> movies
1: when the when <laughs> the credits the movies, are rolling
0: when the credits are like this happened with um uh oh my god i just forgot that i don't remember any of the movies but i was watching black panther and i was talking to my roommate about it and she mentioned something it was the first, i've seen it maybe four times but the first time she mentioned something blah 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 and i was like what are you talking because you didn't stay said, Cause I, I was, I watched it at home. I was like, "What are you talking oh. about?" She's like. Oh, or did I watch it in the theater? No, I think it was at home for the first time. And she's like, you didn't see that thing that mm-hmm. happened after the credits? I was like, nobody told me. <laughs> yeah.
1: You can't turn a Marvel off it. until all the credits have done rolling. Yeah, And
0: Lord knows you can't turn a day in the life of a Bravo-holic off you without cannot. some fucking shit going down. So we're just going to, to just very quickly, because we're both getting this information at the exact, we just had a little debrief after recording, um, talking about the importance, by the way, of remembering to, you know, that sometimes people they just don't know because they haven't experienced it and the the importance of not skipping to the end of getting angry at why they don't know but taking that point in the middle that uncomfortable little pause to to try to give someone space to um inform themselves of something they have it or learn or understand and how important that is anyway. And then even more importantly than that, we see on breaking news on Instagram that Dorinda and Vicky are back on Bravo. So I'm just going to address everyone's favorite news periodical TMZ mm. hashtag free Brittany and say, Something just broke on the interwebs. Dorinda Medley and Vicki Gumvelson are back for more here. More Real Housewives. They're coming back for reality TV. This is essentially a quote unquote paraphrase mashup all in one. We're told they're starring in an ultimate Real Housewives mashup series. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ filming is set to begin in the next several weeks. And Dorinda and Vicki will be part of an all star cast. So it'll stream in Peacock. Locations are still being worked out. And this is different from the All-Stars series. Um, I don't know in what way.
1: This is very interesting. I'm seeing other names, too. Brandy Glanville, Jill Zarin, and Phaedra. No last name I needed. hate
0: it. I hate it. I love it. I'm going to watch it 30 <laughs> times. I My instinct is that I hate it and I love it. And I want more for Dorinda than this. I want more um, for Dorinda than this. Come on. Chaotic. Chaotic. And it's not even OGs. Phaedra's in the cast and... The last time she was on Watch What Happens, she said she regretted nothing, which is quite a take. Um, yeah. I, I'm really excited to watch this. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a backdoor to Dorinda coming back to New York. A chaotic cast, though. You're telling me that, and I hadn't seen it because this is all coming out literally as we're talking. This is, I cannot emphasize this enough, a very chaotic cast. And I'm going to assume every single one of these women wants to be back on Bravo. Obviously. Yes. Which is a very Randy, energy. are you kidding? So-
1: she woke up from a dead oh sleep. Oh my
0: god oh my god honestly that you Girl, said that please. and I, I expelled it from my body so quickly that I forgot the second <laughs> that you told me and it's acc- it's occurring to me now so this is breaking news we don't have any information uh, aside from the fact that I do remember uh, there was a point in which there were gossip yada yadas talking about how Vicky had been signed to a spinoff show and then yes, something happened and she lost right. it and I think we all thought it was super all stars we, yeah, we
1: all stars oh my god
0: and it it could have could been have. all stars which then became this or this is is who so many questions i i know i will unpack this more on um patreon but w- what are your initial thoughts what are you thinking uh, you
1: know i'm shook i think it's going to be a shit show for several reasons so uh, everybody who's listed because it's jill zarin too so everybody who's listed is the kind of person who will like, don't make me sing. Like they want to be the star. They want to be the star of the show. So this is going to be a battle of egos and I, Wow, I'm, I mean, logistically, I'm curious about the Vicky thing because she just came out yesterday saying her son broke her heart for getting vaccinated. So they're just gonna have to do a lot of te- <laughs> they're gonna have to do a lot of testing on her, like I guess COVID testing, like a lot to make sure she's safe to get in the mix with everybody else. And I I, I don't understand how that's gonna work. Um, Brandy, I, I'm sure she's thrilled. She's getting a paycheck. Uh, oh my she's been god, saying I for feel a long time. So- I feel sick. Zaren fabric. About- uh I wonder who else is part of it. Is this it? Is it these like okay, a one, two, three, four, five, maybe six? Huh. Wow. Wow. Interesting.
0: And, and is this real? Are those real names? You know, like, are we sure? Who knows? This, this, this could not be accurate. There could, we could get. This is the joy of a Marvel. You know, some of that Marvel stuff. Maybe that's just the actors doing improv. Like, yeah. oh, it's it does look like. Okay, yeah. Daily Mail is saying Dorinda yep vicky brandy jill phaedra i i i
1: yeah i think this is the new thing i think they've been pushing peacock for a while and now peacock is going to be like the greatest hits like the air, the show's air on bravo and then they pull together old housewives and throw them in a mix on peacock
0: yep and this is you know breaking again as we're recording so this is coming out now i'm sure we'll hear more it is just so interesting that every single one of those women wants to be back on Bravo regardless of what they're saying. And that is going to change the dynamics. That's going to change who, I mean, Brandy alone, that's going to change how they speak to each other Mm -hmm. and about other people on their cast. You might see some of them extending more grace to current cast members than you believe they actually think because they're thinking in their heads, how am I talking about this person? Because I might be, I hope to film with them sometime soon, or I want them on my side it is going to be very political from uh an inside baseball perspective um and i am shocked that i am the combination is the combination psychotic, is absolutely is
1: insane it's
0: it's psychotic yeah
1: and i will say though you went a different direction you went in the direction of like oh they're really going to be trying to play nice i went lord of the flies in my head of like who's going to just stab who in the neck like for ratings. oh I believe
0: that oh a hundred percent oh yeah yeah because yeah, they want to make a splash they want to make a splash that splash is because they're going to be like jazz hands like this is this is the real housewives jazz hands spectacular of these women saying spirit fingers a la um oh my god what was the what was the movie of our childhood i'm pretending you and i are the same age which is um early to mid-20s plus of um uh oh my god dance moms but it was teenagers kirsten bring it on yeah bring it on bring it on where it's like you know the jazz hands spirit Mm -hmm. fingers of like we are we are on display on display on display each and every day every day every day regardless of whether or not you've been watching us on tv which maybe you have haven't for a couple of years it's going to be it's going to yeah. be it's going to be insane and i think we should just leave it there because i will otherwise take up literally the rest of your day <laughs> um this was the first time we've ever done a marvel superhero it was necessary thing, but i think
1: all these women are going to be jacked up on mountain dew or red bull and they're going to give us every, they're going to leave it all on the, on the field it's going to be amazing
0: on the field. And, guys, I'm sure I'll be covering this more on Patreon, patreon.com slash andysgirls. Listen, bravo, bravo, ducking, bravo. Thanks for being a Always superhero. Always a pleasure. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.